And good morning. Welcome to worship on this beautiful Sunday morning. It is wonderful to see you all here on this third Sunday of Advent. So welcome to worship this morning. And friends, the peace of Christ be with you all. And let us greet one another. Good morning, kids. Good morning. Good morning. And let us join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning. And Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit and bless us with your power as we worship you this morning. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. All right, kiddos, before we join up there for our children's moment and the lighting of our Advent candle, do you know that we have our virtual Christmas nativity play coming up? And we are going to record for it next week. So if any, do any of you guys want to be in a nativity play? It's really cool. It's virtual. You only have to record your part, and you don't have to be in front of lots of people. Anybody? Yeah, yeah, I see some hands going up. Good. Well, make sure you let me know. I'll give you a part, and then I'll record you either this week or next week as we get everything ready, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And the cool thing about recording a virtual play is you don't have to be nervous or anything, because if you mess up, you know what? We just record it again, and we do it all over again, and that's awesome. So we are going to start recording today, actually, this afternoon, and then I will be recording next weekend as well. So that is going to be lots of fun. But now it is time for us to light our Advent candle and to first talk about our Advent candle. So let's take a field trip over here to our Advent candle. Everybody up. And we're going to go right over here 
Now, I have asked our birthday boy, we have a birthday boy here with us today, Owen, to light our Advent candle today. But before we light it, we have to talk about exactly what we are lighting. So this is the third Sunday of Advent. So we are three weeks into the season of Advent. Three weeks. There's only four candles that we light before Christmas Eve. So what does that mean? That means we're getting pretty close to Christmas, aren't we? Yeah. We are getting very close to Christmas. Isn't that exciting? So let's go, let's think back. What was the first candle that we lit? It was a purple candle. What did that candle stand for? Hope. It stood for hope. And then our second candle, also purple, what was that candle for? No, not peace. Love, exactly. And now, so we've lit two purple candles, and then today we're going to light a pink candle. Does anybody know what the pink candle stands for? Any guesses? Love. Oh, no, not that one. That's a, that was last week. That was good. Not peace? Joy. Joy. There we go. We are going to light the pink candle, which stands for joy. Now, let's think about joy for a second. Is there anything in your life that brings you joy? Does anything bring you joy? What brings you joy? The Nintendo Switch brings you joy. Yes, I think that you're not alone. What else brings you joy? Your grandmother. Did grandma hear that out there? She said her grandmother brings her joy. What else brings you joy? Your grandparents. Shout out to grandparents today. Good job, grandparents. What else brings you joy? Video games. And Minecraft. Okay, what else brings you joy? Play-Doh. Play-Doh. Ooh, I like that. What else? Dogs. Dogs bring me joy, too. What brings you joy? Family. Family. Oh, you guys are just so good. What else? Your daughter right here. Oh, friends. Yes. Friends. Uh-huh. Anything else before we light our candle? What else? Roblox. Roblox. Yes, lots of video game things. Oh, cats. And look at, is that a cute little kitty mask you have on too? Now, we have so much joy in this world, and it's great to have joy. And do you know who brings us the most joy of all? God, exactly. And Jesus comes and he brings joy and puts joy in our heart. So now we got to take one little step away from the, we're going to step away just for a second, make room for Owen. And Owen is going to light this candle, this wick right here, and then he's going to light Three candles, purple, purple, and pink, for hope, love, and joy. Okay, buddy. Why is he holding Light one candle for joy, one bright candle for joy. He brings joy to every heart. He comes, he comes. Light one candle for joy, one bright candle for joy. He brings joy to every heart. 
We're going to huddle over here, guys, for a prayer. Let us pray. Careful near the candle, though. Holy and loving God, we pray for joy in this day. We pray that all of our hearts can be filled with joy, and we ask that this whole world can feel your joy today. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. And you can go off to Sunday school. Go, my children, with my blessing, never alone. Waking, sleeping, I am with you. You are my own. In my love's baptismal river, I have made you mine forever. Go, my children, with my blessing, you are my own. Amen. Uh, they are such an active little group of kiddos, aren't they? But it's so wonderful to have them all back. And so now it's time for announcements. If anybody has any announcements, you can come forward at this time and make your announcements. Good morning. I can see by all the wonderful gifts that I think our, our Heritage ARC Mission Project was a success. I can't thank you all enough. Um, I did neglect, I think, to tell most of you that the tags were split up. We only had 12 children, but the tags we made were like four tags, five tags, six tags. So maybe the tag you took only had one thing on it, but be assured all of their needs and some of their wants were all met because we split the tags up between that so it wouldn't be such a burden on one person. But I can't thank you enough. Again, Zion has always come through for us, and I know we had one week to do it, but thank you. Uh, Pastor and Debbie Grind will be working on them tomorrow morning, and if you've forgotten or um, have an issue getting here, uh, you have tomorrow morning to drop them off. Thank you. Good morning. Just a reminder that today is the last day to purchase a poinsettia in honor or in memory of a loved one. This year we're going to be doing the deliveries to shut-ins, those who chose to not take a plant after the Christmas Eve service. Uh, we're going to be delivering them prior to uh, Christmas Eve so they have a chance to enjoy the plants um, at the, wherever they're at, at their home or at a SNF, skilled nursing facility or whatever. So I'll be in Cook Hall in between the services if you would like to purchase one. They're $8, thank you. Good morning. The health ministry team is going to be hosting the town paramedics uh, on Saturday, January 15th from nine to one here. Um, they will be teaching the uh, CPR Stop the Bleed course. If you're interested in just learning the information, uh, it is free. So please come to learn something new. You never know when you might need it. If you are interested in being certified in CPR, it is $25. Um, that is payable that day. There is a sign-up sheet on the front board across from the office. Uh, they do ask that we sign up so they know how much material they need to bring. Thank you. 
And then you're going to notice that we have some special announcements in our bulletin. I'm going to start with a joyous special announcement. And tomorrow is Martha Jake's 100th birthday. Isn't that amazing? So she has a 100th birthday coming up. Just tomorrow. So if you saw my email, she was planning on being here in church with us in the second service today, but she wasn't sure how she'd be feeling today. Some days she feels better than others. And so after the second service is over, if she's not here, which it doesn't sound like she's going to be, I'm going to take these flowers right here and I have just a small little cake for her. And I'm going to drive over to her house and sing happy birthday to her just from outside, right outside her door. If any of you want to come back here at noon, if you want to come sing happy birthday to a hundred year old, with me, you are more than welcome to meet me back here, and we will have a nice stream of cars that goes over to her house. She doesn't live too far away, and we will go drive over there and sing happy birthday. And so that is, if she, I told her, if she can't be here, don't worry, we will bring the happy birthday blessings to her. How often does somebody get to turn 100 years old? I mean, what an amazing thing. Uh, and so we're going to do that. And then the second special announcement that we have here is that Nori Roberts, the wife of Bill Roberts, passed away. Uh, he is going to be here in the second service, and we are going to remember her in the second service. So that's why it's listed as a special announcement for that. Uh, but if you know Bill, make sure to share your love with Bill as he's in this time of grieving. And that is it for our announcements. Let us join together in the Advent litany. When I look around, I see shadows of sadness, families who have lost loved ones, people who are isolated and feel on their own. When I look around, I see happy faces, but I also see shadows of grief. In the face of grief, in the face of loss, we light a candle of joy. may the light from this candle overwhelm the world. Friends, be not afraid. God's joy is at hand.
Amen, and please be seated. Our reading this morning comes from Paul's letter to the Philippians from the fourth chapter. We will read the first nine verses, so open up to Philippians. It is one of those little letters written by the Apostle Paul. It was written towards the end of his life, and it was also written towards the end of his ministry. It was also written while he was in prison, and this was not by any means the first time that he had been in prison. He had been imprisoned many times, and this letter was written at a time when the Apostle Paul was in prison. He was older and he was wiser than he was in some of his other times. And he writes this letter to this church that he loved, to this church that he did ministry with. And we are going to read from the fourth chapter of this letter, starting with verse 1. If you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. Starting with verse 1. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, My joy and crown stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. I urge Judea and I urge Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my loyal companion, help these women, for they have struggled beside me in the work of the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about those things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
Let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you on this day. And Lord, we ask that you bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds, so that all that we do and all that we say can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen.
So last week we talked about John the Baptist, and we were a little noisy in here. You know, there was a little bit of yelling for a good reason, but today we're going to take a step back. Last week we talked about repentance and our need for some fiery repentance sometimes, but today we're going to talk about being gentle. It's exactly the opposite of last week. We are going to talk about being gentle. But first, before we do that, let's walk through some of what we just read, because even though we only read a few verses, there was a lot in this letter, in those few verses that we just read. So if we walk our way through what we just read, you can tell just at the beginning of what we read, from the beginning of that fourth chapter, there was clearly a strain in a relationship between two of the people who lived in Philippi, who belonged to the church in Philippi. Their names were Eudia and Syntyche. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing those names correctly, but I, I would know nothing about these women if it was not for the Apostle Paul. And I'm sure that they kind of wish that their disagreement did not get their names like written in in this book forever. However, these two people were both women and they both participated in ministry with Paul. We know that because the Apostle Paul knows who they are, which means that they must have participated in some form of ministry with Paul. It means that they may have even been church leaders in Philippi. We had these two women and something happened. Somehow they got themselves into a disagreement. We don't know what the disagreement agreement was, but somehow they got themselves into a disagreement that was so great that the news made its way to the Apostle Paul, who then addressed these letters, which is why we know their names 2,000 years later, because he addressed these two women in this letter. And I love what the Apostle Paul says. He tells them that both of their names are written in the book of life. He reminds them that both of their names are written in the the book of life. That is Paul's pastoral way of saying that they are both good people. They are both loved by God. They are both good, loved people. And so they need to recognize that in one another, which just makes me think, how often do we have an argument with somebody and we forget that they are just as loved by God as we are? that ever happened before? But sometimes we have an argument with, with someone, especially today. It seems like somebody has an argument with something, and you know what we do? We demonize that person. You know what I mean? You have an argument with somebody, and so what do you do? You demonize them. I've even, like, recently, I feel like suddenly people are so quick to say that the person that they're arguing with is evil or, or something like that, and, and they get, we demonize the other person. But the Apostle Paul, he says, remember, both of your names are written in the book of life. Both of you are good people. Both of you are loved by God. And sometimes we need to remember whenever we have an argument with somebody that they are just as loved by God as we are, that their names are likely written in the book of life just as ours are. And imagine what kind of step back we could take if we had an argument with somebody and we took a moment to remember that God loves them just as much as God loves us. Probably not a bad idea next time we're in an argument with somebody, don't you think? Probably a good thing to take Paul's advice there. But the second thing that we read about is from Paul, who is in prison. He's been in prison multiple times by the time that this happens. He is in prison. He's been in prison multiple times. And while he's in prison, what does he tell the people to do? He tells the church in Philippi to do what? You know it, Sue rejoice. I heard you say it when I read it. Rejoice. He says, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice. He's in prison. Was he suffering? Absolutely. Prison was not an easy thing. 
Was he hurt? Likely. He ended up with many physical uh, ailments because of being in prison. But did he still have the joy of Christ alive in his heart? Absolutely. Because the Apostle Paul knew that when his life came to an end, when his ministry came to an end, he knew that he would get to be with God in the kingdom of heaven. He knew that, that Christ had set him free in the way that truly mattered. And so he always held on to that joy that was in his heart. And then the third thing, and this is what we're going to focus on today, the third thing that the Apostle Paul talks about is gentleness. If you notice that, it says, let your gentleness be known to everyone. Now, who is he talking to specifically? Yes, he's probably addressing those two women who are in a disagreement. He's probably addressing Yudia and Syntyche, and yet these words still ring true to us today. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. So let's think about this in two ways. First, let's think about how this would have affected Yudia and Syntyche, who had some kind of argument between them. How would this have affected them? Well, clearly they were in a disagreement. We don't know what the disagreement was about. It could have been church related it could have been personal you know what happens as are there ever any church related disagreements it happens but it also could have been personal i mean open up to to the letters to the corinthians and there's a man who's sleeping with his stepmother i mean you can't make this stuff up like there were personal disagreements that people had at that time too so we don't know what this disagreement was we it could have even been theological for all we know but he's writing to these two letters and he to these two women to these two church leaders and he says to them let your gentleness be known to everyone raise your hand here if you've ever been in a disagreement with somebody right and put your hand up a little bit higher if the disagreement's ever gotten a little heated <laughs> maybe two hands it happens sometimes how many times have we been in a disagreement with somebody when it's like two you know heads butting with one another and nobody's gonna give up nobody's gonna give in anybody ever been in a disagreement like that maybe a heated argument anything like that yeah give me a little nod of the head how often have we been in a disagreement that last it, we cannot come up to it with some kind of agreement and so maybe there's friction in the family maybe there's friction in in your community there's friction somehow well that's what happened with these two women there was friction between them they they couldn't see eye to eye and so there was friction between them so much so that it must have been dividing the community in some sense in order for the apostle paul to hear about this it had to have been a pretty a pretty big deal and then he says to them let your gentleness be known to everyone have you ever been in an argument where you're just button butting heads and then thought to yourself hold on maybe I should let my gentleness be known to this person no way Jose if anybody here is gonna say yes I've been like oh man I forgot to let my gentleness be known to this person that I'm arguing with if anybody here can raise their hand to that then you you can come teach us something because you you've got some wisdom in you but we should do that how good would it be if we find ourselves butting heads with somebody and going nowhere and if we took a step back and said wow how is my gentleness being known to this person imagine what kind of progress we could make in this world if we let our gentleness be known to everyone even those whom 
we argue with. But let's just think about gentleness for a second. I was reading this family ministry article by a guy named Gary Thomas, and it's somebody who I I don't know anything about him, but he wrote this this, uh, family ministry article, and he was talking about how when his daughter was young, they'd hold hands, of course, you know, and she'd put her little tiny hand in his big hand, and then sometimes she'd like to play a game where she would try to squeeze his hand with all of her bite, and she'd try to make him hurt a little bit. You know, she'd, she'd put her little hand in his, and she would squeeze, and she'd try to make him feel just a little bit of pain. It was, it was a fun little game that she would play with him, but no matter how much she squeezed, she could not cause her father any pain with her cute, adorable little hand. And then for just a second, the dad would take his daughter's hand, and he'd give it a little squeeze, a little tight squeeze, and she'd be like, ah! You know, she'd let out a little scream, and she'd feel that little amount of pain. But he realized in that moment, it's not the weak who need to learn how to be gentle. It's the strong who need to learn how to be gentle. Have you ever thought about that? Those who are weak don't need to learn how to be gentle. It's those of us who are strong who need to learn how to be gentle. Do me a favor and just, you don't have to raise your hand, but kind of nod your head if you think that you're strong in your faith. If you think you're strong in your faith, make sure I raise your hand, nod your head, whatever you got to do. Let me know if you think you're strong in your faith. If we are strong in our faith, you know what we need to practice? Gentleness. What if you're physically strong? Anybody here are physically strong? You've got some good strength to you? If we are physically strong, then we need to practice our gentleness. The more spiritually strong we are, the more physically strong we are, the more that we need to practice our gentleness. Now, I'm going to tell you right outside of this door on our front lawn just a couple of weeks ago, just about two weeks ago, we had a little incident. You probably heard about it. I just briefly told you about it in the newsletter. There was a bit of an accident, or more of an incident, that happened right in our church lawn. So if you see some tire uh, marks in our grass, that's exactly what that was from. But so one day, uh, I'm sitting here at church, and then somebody comes by, and they come into the church, and they're like, hey, pastor, do you know that there's an accident that happened right on the church lawn? And I was like, I did not know anything about it. Thank you for telling me. And so I put on my jacket and and my scarf and my hat, because it was freezing outside, and I went outside to go check on the whole situation, and I went out there, and I saw one of our neighbors was trying to help this young woman push her car out of the mud. But uh, the more that he pushed and the more that she spun the tires, you know what happened? The tires went deeper and deeper into the mud. If you've ever been stuck in the mud before, you know how that happens. There's no getting out. And when you get stuck in the mud, the more that you try, the deeper you get. There's a metaphor in there as well. But and so, you know, he, this nice neighbor, he's trying to help. And unless he suddenly had the strength of the Hulk, there was no getting that car out of there. And so I just kind of went to go check. And I said, hey, hey, what's going on? And I introduced myself. And, and he let me know that there had been a domestic dispute. She was not the one who made this happen. This was not her fault. She was not the one who got this car stuck, and yet it was her car, and she was left to to pick up the mess. And so I went over, and I saw tears streaming down her face. And of course, you know, if this was in somebody's front yard, they probably would have been angry. If this was in one of our neighbor's front yards, they probably would have been angry, and they probably would have turned around and screamed at her. You know what I'm talking about. There's some people here that like their grass more than they, you know, care about anything else. I've seen some of those meticulous grass lawns. You know, if you have a dandelion, and in your lawn, uh-oh, like there's trouble. I know there's people like that. So I, I took a, a quick moment to thank God that this happened on church property and not on somebody's front lawn. So I just went over and I, I just made sure that I knew that this woman needed some gentleness. 
So I just wonder, I told her, it's okay. I said, it's okay. I said, come on inside. It's cold out here. We're going to have to call a tow truck. Like, don't, just, just come on inside. Church is warm. Come on in. We'll, we'll take care of this in just a little bit. I told her, come on inside. And so she came on inside, and we ended up spending, you know, a good portion of the, of the day together, talking together. And, and we got everything figured out. Don't worry, the church paid for the tow truck. You know that that happened. <laughs> we took care of the tow truck and everything like that. But she was so upset, and she's so worried about the grass. And I said, you know what? There's people who do donuts in our side lot for fun sometimes and tear up the grass. So this, it doesn't matter. And you know what? It wasn't your fault anyways. But I could tell what that woman needed at that time was she needed gentleness. I think that's why if this was going to happen, God made sure it happened on church property and not somewhere else. She needed gentleness. She needed gentleness at that time. She didn't need anybody to reprimand her, especially it wasn't even her fault whatsoever. She needed gentleness. And we were able to bless her with gentleness in that moment because thank God it happened in church property and not elsewhere. And then everything got figured out everything got cleaned up everything was fine but she needed gentleness in that moment which makes me think how often should we practice gentleness i mean think about how quickly people are to get angry we are so good us humans are so good at getting angry so quickly we will get in people's faces quickly we will let them know if we disagree with them quickly we will you know somebody's not doing something right or something fast enough we will jump on top of them quickly we are so good at being angry and judgmental and sometimes just plain old mean. But how good are we at being gentle? Here's what I want us to think about on this third Sunday of Advent. Gentleness. What if we try to practice gentleness this week? What if we're gentle with those around us? Gentle with people in our own lives who maybe are just struggling. Let's be gentle with them. Let's be gentle with the strangers. Because you know what? While this is a season of joy, it's also an emotionally heavy, heavy season for an awful lot of people. What if we were gentle to people? What if we listened to the Apostle Paul and we let our gentleness be known to everyone? There's too much anger in this world. There's too much hate in this world. There's too much nastiness in this world. What if we, as followers of Christ, take it upon ourselves to practice gentleness? I want to practice gentleness. Anybody here want to practice gentleness? Let's take it upon ourselves. And then if we practice gentleness, if we let our gentleness be known to everyone, then you know what will happen? The joy of Christ will come alive in our hearts. The joy of Christ will be alive in our hearts, and the joy of Christ will be alive in other people's hearts. And then we will be able to rejoice as we prepare our hearts for Christ. So let's practice gentleness this week. Gentleness. And let's let the peace of Christ be known to all. And let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you today, Lord, as we strive to practice gentleness. Lord, this world is a chaotic place. Often it's an angry place. You know what it needs is it needs our gentleness. Help us, Lord, to be gentle with others' emotions. 
Help us, Lord, to be gentle with others physically and spiritually. Help us, Lord, to let our gentleness be known to everyone. And we pray this all through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let us worship God in our morning tithes and offerings. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ, His Son. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord Let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Jesus Christ is 
shepherds kept their watching for silent flocks by night. Behold, throughout the heavens there shone a blessing of Christ. Go forth with the joy of Christ in your heart. Go forth and practice gentleness. Go and be blessed and be a blessing to all. <laughs>